0: We now shift our attention uh, to uh, ICASA, which on Friday concluded uh, its uh, public hearings, the Independent uh, Communications Authority uh, of uh, South Africa. And uh, these hearings were on the proposed regulations which could introduce a new list of sporting events and codes divided into three groups uh, according to the level of uh, public interest. And uh, of course, uh, this uh, would uh, involve regulations aimed at um, Uh, putting national sporting events uh, on full live coverage on free-to-air, which would be Group A, and subscription broadcasts on Group B, and by both categories of broadcasters in Group C. Now, Group A includes a premium and major sports events such as the Summer Olympic Games, Paralympics, FIFA World Cup, Africa Cup of Nations, the Rugby World Cup, and the ICC Cricket World Cup, many of which uh, are set to happen this year. And uh, these, uh, of course, according to some of these uh, proposals, must be broadcast by free-to-air broadcasters. Now, you can imagine, how many people would contest this particular issue? Uh, because uh, the business model of many of uh, the pay TV channels and uh, multi choice here in particular, and many of the sports administrations, has often been reliant uh, on the exclusive. Distribution of these rights uh, to uh, the highest bidder, if I can put it that way. And uh, that has created an entire ecosystem of uh, commercial interests in the world of sport uh, that uh, have been buttressed, I, one would think, by exclusive access to these rights. If you want to find out, I guess, how costly some of these things are, you would have heard Undondela, Tan uh, on uh, uh, the room dividers earlier on uh, this evening, speaking about the public broadcaster paying 100 million to still broadcast rugby games late. Right? Not even live, but you're still paying 100 million just to access those rights. I'm joined on the line by two people who might be much more familiar with these issues than I would. Uh, the first uh, is the gentleman, Smosis from Chigeliso. He's a sports journalist and also the author of uh, Being a Black Springbok, The Tando Manana Story. Also joined by a uh, counselor at Ikasa uh, Mepalesa Gadi. Good evening uh, uh, to you and uh, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Good Hi.
2: Thanks, bye,
0: um, M- M- Palisa, let me start off uh, with you uh, on this particular one, and well, I'll bring you back into the conversation as well. Um, and uh, I'm quite interested to hear from you. Uh, uh what uh, I guess how long this has been in the coming, and uh, more importantly, uh, what uh, some of the uh, issues that were raised in the ecosystem that necessitated ICASA uh, to now, I guess, have hearings on this particular issue. We do know the likes of the competition authorities have said that. Uh, ICASA needs to, I guess, step up its plans to introduce uh, amendments to try and open up the pay TV industry. And uh, I'd be interested to hear from you how this uh, particular issue here on sports broadcasting rights features in that uh, pursuit of trying to open up the pay TV uh, market.
1: don't know. This is a process of um, reviewing and amending the 2010 regulations. And now we are in 2019. Uh, so we cannot assume and live um, as if things and the environment, there are no changes mm. in the landscape. So um, within the broader matters, in fact, what brought us uh, more thinking was that we need to discuss the future of broadcasting more than anything else. Uh, in so far as the new entrants, the technological advances, and many other things uh, that were coming on board. Mm. Quality of service and quality of content as well. Mm. So it, it brought a bigger broadcasting debate from the regulator's side so far as, what is it that is in the public interest? And how is our mandate known by the simple Joe out there who wants to watch his soccer, his rugby on a non-paid TV, at least um, well, through the public broadcast or any
0: free-to-air. Mm, mm. uh, I mean, uh, when we look at this market and how it's developed over time, uh, I mean, I'm interested to hear from you, certainly as a, a councillor, Casa, how you would describe the uh, role of uh, one of the dominant market players here, which is multi-choice, and the relationship that they have. Uh, with many of the administrations that oversee the sporting codes, uh, be it football, uh, right through to rugby, and many of the other sports?
1: Netball, coach, netball, um, mm. Multi-Choice or sports, the genuine broadcaster. They said that, um, Netball now, said that they were on time, and they paid the money. Hmm. So, <laughs> um, we looked into that, and we asked the question uh, that they've been around, More and more sporting federations were saying, leave the status quo. Um, We need to survive. And so it was a debate of culture versus commerce. We had to look at the options, which we we believe we still need to uh, after the the hearing in understanding uh, this economic further. Um, Others were saying, in fact, local content in form sports is very expensive, mm. more than the one we buy, including the English Premier League, which was less in so far as the is concerned, than what they buy uh, as local content, sports content in South Africa. And we were amazed.
0: Mm. When you say less, you mean by price? Yes. That's
1: what SAKC told us, hmm, 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 hmm,
0: hmm. in a public platform. Okay, let's pause the there for a second. Uh, suppose, so let me bring you in here. We certainly, I guess, uh, many of us who uh, follow you, uh, certainly uh, were able to follow, I guess, uh, your presence at uh, the uh, hearings, which ended on Friday, and uh, uh, just your general assessment of... Uh, uh, I guess, the different interests that went to present their cases there, be it the administrations, right through to some of the broadcasters. And uh, uh, one would, uh, I guess, shudder to think if uh, we didn't have any uh, other consumers also represented there. Uh, I just want to take the spot breaks. Where when we come back, I'll allow you to respond to that question. Sure. Some throwbacks deserve a comeback. Hunters, the premium cider, is on a mission to refresh cool and bring back the old school. Can you refresh cool? If so, tune in to 9 to Midnight with Sentler this week and join the coolest conversation to share your throwbacks that deserve a comeback. Follow at Hunters Cider and Metro FM on Facebook for more information. Brought to you by Hunters, the original cider that refreshes like nothing on earth. Drink responsibly, not for, pers- not for sale to persons under the age of 18. Smoo! Now, uh, I mean, I posed the question just before we went to the break, and uh, uh, I guess you would have caught much of that question, and I just want to hear your sense, certainly, of uh, all of the different interests here that uh, had uh, gone to this uh, hearing uh, in order, I guess, to present their different cases and uh, their different interests uh, that would be affected by some of these amendments.
2: Well, uh, most certainly the federations are at the top of the list of um, people that will be affected because a lot of them are highly dependent actually some of them have an unhealthy dependence on broadcast rights for their revenue i mean the psr uh clock in 80% of their total revenue comes wow. from broadcast rights that's that's an insane amount um especially considering the fact that they they're pretty much babysitting the clubs um the 20 psr clubs that fall under them they babysit the the national first division that falls under them um by by means of uh, monthly grants and you you check these clubs, some of them have no marketing departments no no p r people mm. have given no attention to actually improving their own marketing as a result and and making themselves uh appealing to to sponsors as to broaden the p s l pool out there so um they're they're milking the the p s l dry in terms of revenue so the PSR has no choice but um to, to advocate for for the status quo to remain the same and it's pretty much the same elsewhere. Uh SA rugby accounts for close to percent cricket mm. uh is it, it, is the same. So no one no one really uh clocks broadcast revenue less than fifty percent of their of their total annual turnover. So there is a heavy reliance from federations. And of course broadcasters um such as P T V, Super Sport who hold the majority of these uh, sporting rights from netball to PSL to, to, to rugby rights, uh, they're, they're more interested in holding on to them because, as it's shown, it has led to uh, a massive spike in their uh, subscription services mm. from 3 million mm. at the time they acquired the rights in 2007 to, to 15 million, I think, 10 years later. Um, that's a massive jump. I don't even know what percentage that is. 3 million to 15 million is mm. an insane uh, spike in DSTV subscribers uh, from there. So those two, if you can federations and and, and SuperSport, they are more interested in in keeping the status quo the same. What I was disappointed though in in not hearing in not hearing from um, two two people, I was disappointed in. One was was uh, Cricket South Africa. Sure. I thought they ought to have come and presented their case because they are in a unique position where they do offer SABC uh, a, a ton of. of Test matches, uh, and uh, that has been the case for for decades. Mm, I uh, mean, historically, I don't available. recall a
0: time when, where where the cricket wasn't on the public broadcaster.
2: Yeah, mm. yeah, no, it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a new thing. This thing of of cricket not being shown on on SABC. Mm. I mean, to Nasukule, watching these guys on on SABC. I mean, Lance Clenis mm. and Johny Rhodes, and you know, cricket's been on um, at least for the home test and the home series. So they would have been able to enlighten us as as far as how do they keep their revenue and this dual uh, system running where they go the game. I mean, at the time when uh, Gerald Mchola uh, left cricket, mm. they had 250 million in reserves, and I'm even shocked now that they've reported reportedly um, are going to clock in uh, half a billion rand loss over the next four years. Mm. So and and in that time. You would have found that the most cricket was on on SABC instead of SuperSport. So uh, clearly, the, the the perception that if it goes to 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 SABC or it goes to free to air, it uh, will mean there's no revenue. It isn't ex- ex- exact science? It's mm. an assumption. And cricket South Africa would have shown sure. us. The science behind why it works, Sp- and the second people mm. I was disappointed in, yeah, yeah. sorry, just quickly, sure, sure. were the actual sponsors that give the money. Exactly, um, yeah. their understanding of of uh, of the, the 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 pay TV versus uh, free to air. Because is it just a numbers thing? Because we all know that the the numbers are with uh, the free to air.
3: Sure, uh, what sure.
2: else goes behind uh, them releasing the money? Uh, for 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 their brands to yeah. be on on TV, so but they weren't represented, unfortunately, and there was no summons to bring them there.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a real pity. I mean, well, The other thing I'm quite interested in, and and I want to go back to a comment that you made there, which is that the, it seems there's this you know unhealthy reliance by many of the uh, clubs, and you mentioned the example of the PSL there, and of course some of the clubs uh, at that level, and uh, the extent of the support and uh, subsidies they extend even to the first division. Uh, And and I'd like to hear from you, I mean, with the status quo, if indeed we were to change it, what would the opportunity cost and the impact be on development structures? Because, I mean, if you think about some of the amounts involved here uh, that are going to some of the clubs in just top tier football... Uh, one would think that, uh, you know, this kind of unhealthy interdependence and reliance, uh, if indeed we did break it, what would that mean for resources and the unlocking of resources for development of the sport? Not just at the apex level, but even at the grassroots, yeah. and, uh, even if you take cricket for, at a basic level of young kids and, uh, of course, playing with that small, soft red ball and uh, uh, with some of the bats that we used to play with when we had Baker's cricket.
2: Um, On on that point, I think the PSL is in a unique position in that uh, development isn't their baby. That's Mm, uh, Safa's baby, yeah. So they're more interested in keeping the league running. So, uh, in fact, they they couldn't give two flying kites uh, um, whether or not the football develops. They just want to see the the clubs are selling and a good football product coming out. Safa, on the other hand, need to find a way to maximize their revenue. They're struggling pretty badly um at the moment. They they their revenue's been slashed by by ninety percent um according to the report of CEO Russell Paul. But in SA rugby's um uh, sense they've they've claimed that in in the last twenty to twenty five years they've they've spent around five hundred million on development uh in South Africa. Uh, those numbers aren't audited, uh, those are their mm. claims. So um uh, indeed, that would mean they would be affected uh, heavily. Uh, Cricket South Africa, I know they would be affected heavily because they have about nine to eleven uh, CSA academies spread out around the country. Uh, out of which, in 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 Forte, uh, you've got guys uh, like uh, former fast bowler Pune Kondam, who's uh, rising up the ranks as a as a as a coach. Mm. As you've got uh, youngsters coming through, so. I mean, it's it's proven itself to be a working model for Cricket South Africa. Yeah. That would certainly be impacted. But um, again, we didn't hear how they made it work. I mean, I think, think Cricket South Africa, despite the losses of revenue in the women's game when Momentum pulled out and they also pulled out of the uh, the Pink Day, I think they they're doing all right. I mean, they've even given the 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 um, Super League mm. uh, for free to SABC, uh, which is supposed to be their global flagship T20 tournament, which is supposed to be their IPL. So they, they ought to have come and explained to us because... I mean, it, it is really disappointing that we didn't hear from Chris. Yeah, look, so, I mean,
0: uh, smooth. we're going to be catching up with uh, the SABC and maybe it might be helpful for us uh, to ask them on the other side. But, uh yeah, I'd like yeah. to bring you in here on this issue. And uh, I want to find out, I mean, uh, whether or not, as the caster, you have line of sight over how other regulatory bodies and other geographies have been able to handle this. Because uh, I wouldn't like for us to leave this conversation with a, a sense that uh, the current status quo is the only way that is possible to ensure the continued viability of not only uh, some of the pay TV ecosystem players, but even some of the sports administrations themselves. And, of course, the future of uh, uh, the broadcasters uh, on uh, who's back, or the advertisers, I should say, who are also part of this ecosystem. Auspalisa?
1: Hello, yes.
0: Hi, sorry. No, I was just asking, any other international experiences or examples that you've Hi. seen of uh, how this... Um, uh, particular industry of sports broadcasting rights uh, can be transformed so that we don't leave the conversation thinking that yes. uh, what we have now is the only way that is possible in order to ensure that sport happens and advertisers advertise and the broadcasters broadcast.
1: Okay, you see South Africa is, is very unique. When we, we engaged the United Kingdom, we found that BBC, which is their SABC, yes. is fully funded by license fees, by hmm. people paying their licenses. It's like no a TV issue. license? Yes, TV license. Okay. And so there's no uh, reliance on government and the state for bailout. And they continue then to beat with three to five other, three to a, um, a, a, a broadcasters. And then there's your private, your guys and others who, who also beat. But also there's a collective or a consortium bidding system where if it were in South Africa, you'll find ETV, Quesa TV, and SABC clubbing together to clinch these deals. Mm. Mm. So those are different models that we looked into and we said, maybe in South Africa we're not there yet. You know, Ayabonga um, and so and one, we grew up mm. with um, tournaments of Kusha in Yes,
0: yeah.
1: And the were investors and now, what about that boy from Engelkwebe who can't watch the Cricket World Cup today
3: mm. whilst
1: we are in a democratic state? Those are some of the considerations that we need to think on as we balance commerce, revenue with public interest. We have the Mosite um, leak that we see that people are putting money, but that's that's not enough. So there's quite a number of to and fro. In so far as the public is concerned, the commitment of paying licenses are identifying the rate and the and, and, and the cost of this of these rights. Hmm. How much does it cost to be? And they say, Ikasa it's not your business. And they say, yes we agree. But for us to find the basis, at some point we'll have to, you know, understand the system. And the system, as the business said, it's, it's very dark. It's 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 for only the bidders. It's closed doors. Now, how do we tell the South African public that you or ICASA, with that mandate, you are unable to penetrate. You are unable to, to, to have a mandate, you know, a mandate on their behalf, mm, to mm. making sure that these regulations are open for diversity of sports. Mrs. Palisa.
0: I mean here's, here's the other question for me and uh, you know just judging from the picture you have painted uh, nosbu uh, uh, there I get a sense that if I'm, I'm you know a young broadcaster going out there wanting to create a streaming service that of course can try and open up uh, this particular industry that there really isn't any space for me uh, in this aside of course from a, a, a delayed uh, broadcast of this which uh, we've heard certainly on uh, Marawa Sports Worldwide uh, probably also costs an arm and a leg just to have this uh, uh, a sport played um on a delayed basis so so uh, as the industry develops and evolves i mean it was quite interesting to see one entity that that is also bidding for some of these rights is a vodacom which has expressed an interest here because there's a recognition that broadcasting is shifting away from traditional TV analog systems more now to a digital platform that allows us, with all of the devices we have, to be able to access content anywhere and uh, wherever we are. Uh, is there space, and certainly in some of your thinking, as casa, for uh, independent uh, 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 entities that are looking for streaming rights, that are, uh, I guess, looking to be an alternative to try and stream this on alternative channels as well?
1: You know, for platforms, now you're talking about online platforms, mm. CASA doesn't regulate that space yet. But there are other policy measures um, out there within the communication sector that are looking into these. Remember why Facebook, don't you regulate Netflix, it yet? Sorry?
0: Oh, no, I'm just asking, why, why do you not regulate it yet?
1: No, we were not formulated. I think we were before that time. We
3: ah, were not okay.
1: We formulated to look into online. We never saw the internet could emerge and take a better space in our lives.
3: Mm, mm. You
1: know, also in one of my engagements, I interacted with guerrilla cricket. Just check that. It's an e-sporting mechanism. People, they stream, and you find that the content which we are all trying to regulate, in fact, with the e-sport mechanism where friends sit in a lunch and broadcast, Just like they do with Parker in a studio, Mm. they do a Parker in their own homes and talk sports, and good analysis comes out of that. And it's young people doing this, so there's quite a lot of um, innovative measures out there. But now we need to regulate the space. Now the issues are we're not yet there insofar as online regulation is concerned, broadcasting in particular, Mm. but digital sound and other measures. With time we're going to get there. And these are some of the debates that came. Anyway, if Netflix tomorrow is to say 20% of our content will be sports and already people are migrating from subscription, which is the master choice, to Netflix, what will happen to all of this Hmm. uh, conversation?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, I mean, even the foray of over-the-top services... Uh, also has many of those in the telco space in uh, somewhat of a pickle. And we certainly hope we can catch up with the Minister of Communications to see how we can iron those things out. Smoo, I want to bring you back in here uh, because I think of the people who are notably absent, um, uh, I-, I didn't hear the name of the uh, Ministry of Sport and, of course, in its former iteration. I now. culture, yeah. uh, But I would have been interested to hear what their view is because... For me, the broadcast game is as integral a part of the transformation of sport and the introduction of, of codes that historically weren't broadcast into the fold of the broadcasting space. And I think the Department of Sports should have a view on that. Um, uh, have you been able, I guess, to get a sense from them, uh, even if they, they weren't able to attend some of the hearings?
2: I reckon the Department of, of Sports should have been there, even though we were in a period of, uh, resh- of shuffling or uh, a period of appointing ministries. I mean they uh, are no about, about now in
0: the DG. phone call from from the President. Uh, Surely I mean, they must yeah, agree. that's the you thing. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. They have DGs. Um, yeah. Alec Mwemi, in fact is a, is the director general of the sports department and he's, he's he's a smart guy. He 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 knows the ins and outs of sports. He could have been there to represent the ministry. But um look I think that, that the other thing is that the SABC are also looking to uh go to the sports ministry and to treasury to try and uh, advocate for a sports broadcast budget mm. um which would mean that they'll ask for more money from treasury you know it would have been uh nice i guess or informative uh, to hear from uh the sports ministry whether there is scope for such a thing i'm not saying it's good or bad i'm just saying it's something that the SAPC also put on the table mm. to say that they don't have the budget to compete for rights in the first place. Yet they have to, uh, but yet they get chastised for 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 not having those rights. And these rights keep escalating at rates that are well beyond inflation. Um, you know, uh, and uh, they 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 even question uh, in in terms of renewal, how do these figures come about? How how did the uh, the Bafana Bafana rights cost a hundred and ten mm. million? How are the PSR rights two billion? How are the the the, the uh, uh, SA rugby rights six hundred and fifty million? You know, how are the cricket South Africa rights two hundred and ten million? Those are the questions that sure. uh, SABC were asking and, and you know, if they wanna wrestle any of these rights away from these guys, we're talking billions here, mm. you know. So then that means the taxpayer is involved because it's their billions that will have to come out and and, and get these rights. So the only people that can actually uh, prevent uh, the taxpayer from leaking more money into this unrestricted Mm. uh, rights game, uh, which has got its own inflation, are are the regulators, ICASA, uh, like it or not. You know, uh, they're the only ones that can level the playing field. Sure. Spook! Uh, so yeah. Let's
0: pause there for a second. Uh, I quickly need to take a spot break, but uh, certainly on that uh, I, I don't think that uh, price discovery in uh, the auctioning of these uh, broadcast rights should be happening in a black hole. I think there should be some much greater public scrutiny of uh, how those prices are arrived at, but you might have a different view. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. Give us a ring on 89 I'm in conversation with the Councillor Atikasa, Palisakadi, and uh, also by Sports Journal uh, uh, Chigeli. So, and we're talking about sports broadcast rights. Let's take brief break and on the other side we get some closing remarks from my guests. 17 minutes it is before uh, 9 p.m. I'm in conversation with uh, Pallis Akadi, councillor at uh, Ikasa and uh, also joined by sports journalist Swoom Mchigeli. So now, Ospalis, uh, I'm going to give you the last word. And uh, Smoo, let me come to you. Uh, I mean, I guess the conversation we're having now was around who determines and sets the prices. And uh, uh, I was arguing that uh, there should be much greater public scrutiny and transparency around the prices arrived at for the different sporting codes. But I've got a tweet here from... Uh, uh let me just get the tweet right here from uh, one of our list, uh, one of our listeners who uh, says mm. uh, just uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, he says that uh, SABC had the rights uh, for PSL and that they weren't uh, broadcasting the midweek games because they uh, felt they would have rather played generations. I mean, what's your view on that and of course some of your own I guess uh, uh, perspectives as we uh, make the closing remarks?
2: No, that's a very simplistic analysis. Um the SABC did not choose uh, generations over uh, the, the PSL rights. They themselves knew the value of them. That's why it went to court uh, before those rights were officially handed um, to the PSL, who were the highest bidder. Uh, so it's it's too overly simplistic to, to reduce it to a... Uh, uh, p s l versus generations kind of thing <laughs> but i but i i will i will say that it it they did take them for granted mm. and they they couldn't maximize i mean the p s l um in its early formation days they were in debt and they 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 needed to find ways of of uh maximizing their marketing potential and they're still looking for those ways and the, one of the first things that they found were was uh Getting the most out of the broadcast right so these guys actually put research into this. So it wasn't uh wake up tomorrow, uh, take it, take it to the SAB, take mm. it to the uh, SuperSport. So and then they engaged SABC the about this possible um, uh, spike in 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 the rights. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot that went into that deal. I think a book can be written about that deal.
0: Ich, ich, ich,
2: if you ask me, ist ab- But I hope.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. so sure. You hope.
2: No, no, I, I, I'd, I'd hope that um, people actually realize that uh, that deal was uh, sort of a game changer for all the mm. other rights holders sure. um, in the country. It, it, it's not in isolation, and it's probably why we, we still have this conversation here today. Okay.
0: Smooth. Thank you so much, my brother. Auspalisa, let me give you uh, the last word in this conversation. And I want you to maybe, I guess, also engage and preface uh, it uh, with a response to Zweli Chazwe on Twitter, who says, sport is an audience driver. Uh, It's not a revenue earner, and audiences can be monetized uh, through a payment system. And he uses subs there uh, in uh, brackets and says, government can never afford to support the SABC. Uh, Multi-choice decides how to price sport beyond uh, everyone. And I'm quite interested to hear from you, Uh, uh, whether or not uh, ICASA has the regulatory muscle uh, to make the pricing of some of these rights more transparent and uh, open it up to public scrutiny, uh, because it sounds very uncomfortable for me to have uh, a few people making a decision about this in a black box uh, without us not really, I guess, as the public knowing some of the considerations in question here. Uh, and uh, I mentioned that because if tomorrow SABC does decide to fork out all of the money to pay for these rights, uh, many of us would want to know uh, what money is spent and, uh, of course, whether or not we're getting value for money.
1: Um, I, uh, unfortunately, by law, we're not supposed to be entering between commercial arguments. Ah. So after the bidding process... Um, uh we 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 as a regulator does not even fit in any of those processes, but for us to make informed decisions in the regulation making some of the information will be required so far as processes and so far as determination of rights and 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 just understanding the process you know just as as we 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 part of you mm. know um I once went to coming from Joburg. I went to Alice at again in a to a funeral. Mm. The it, it with the announcements. You know in funerals they make announcements. Mm. At the right at the end, there was an announcement about a cricket picture between the villages. Mm. I was so touched. Yeah, because,
0: yeah, yeah
1: mm. we are in now we sit here in air conditioned offices. In Johannesburg and Pretoria, thinking that those people have no right to sport. Mm. We need to look at this with a bigger eye. Disruption of revenues needs to be looked at very comprehensively so that we understand the system. Yeah. If the system uh, contains hidden utterances, hidden gestures, and nuances, we are not going to find each other. So we have a follow-up that we are going to work on and mm. um, all those who participated will be part of informing us with the required sure. information.
0: Okay, Siswam, so, we'll have to leave it there. really appreciate it. And I certainly hope this is not the last time uh, we're going to be speaking to you about this particular issue. But I uh, really appreciate you taking time out to speak to us. Pales Akadi is a counselor at Ikasa, and we're also joined by Siswam Chigeli, so sport journalist and author of Being a Black Springbok: the story of Tandor Manana. And I certainly would like to, I guess, say to many of the brands who support uh, South African sport and many of the sporting codes, uh, your silence certainly in this debate about... uh,